0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Well, we're continuing our series of the Passion. I kind of feel like Easter's already arrived. It's... uh... And uh, I, which I really love because it's it's um, it, it's such a, a, an amazing time of year, and and um, Christmas has, has become so much a part uh, of the, the year. It's kind of like once you've hit um, a fireworks night on November the fifth, it's it's full on downhill to Christmas, isn't it? And everything's about Christmas. And and I thought you know we love Christmas, but but Easter defines us. Easter makes us. Easter is the story of hope, of restoration, of, of lives being restored. And and I just know that God is doing uh, extraordinary things in this church. And I, and I want us to really um, fully value what Christ has done and celebrate it as much as we can. And, um, you know, one of the things that um, I think today, which I'm celebrating Mother's Day, I think, the thing that um, most mums here will understand more, or everyone who has a mum will, will understand more than anything else, is is how defensive a mum is of their children. Yeah. You know, you, 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 never want, you never want to sort of um, cause any sort of mishap or harm uh, to a child because of the fear of the mother. <laughs> it's the mother that's going to get you every time. And uh, my mum was uh, my mum was a as you know she was a, she was a, a very intelligent and um, and fiery woman who who just refused to be contained or constrained by the way society worked and and um, and the way it was in the growing up in the in the seventies was that there was an educational system which um, said you were either academic. Or you're thick, and there was there was there was nothing in between. You're academic or you're thick, and my family wasn't academic. <laughs> and uh, but the thing about my mother was that she she refused to play the rules of society. Um, we were all born um, uh, we were all born at home. I was born in '66. Um, my sister was born in '56. And uh, she had all of us at home, which at that time was even my my brothers who were twins, um, born six weeks early. She's not going to hospital, and this was this is her her definition. Why I'm not going to hospital? They have trainee midwives in the hospital. They have the best midwives in the community. I'm having my baby here, and uh, it's smart, eh? And uh, so. And so she was like, she wouldn't be pushed or pushed around and, and she just fought for us and in, in every aspect of life. I, I remember just the, the whole sort of educational system and the the, the local authority we we come up against all sorts of injustices in life don't we but every time there was an injustice oh my word my mother would get out her pen and she would write the most withering letters <laughs> i would i would i would be i would be the brat proud bearer of a letter to a school teacher who who had kind of irritated her and I would just hand her this letter hand the teacher this letter and walk away you see them steaming because and and if a letter didn't do it then they got a phone call and and uh, sometimes she would entrap them in their own words she would she would set traps for them so that because of their their hypocrisy she would get them to find out what it is they're saying they would repeat it to her and then she would hammer them and it it was so much fun just watching. Just always knew mum was was there looking out for you. And and uh, but the the thing of life is that the key issue of what this was all about was the disease that affects all of society, and that is rejection. Yeah. And the way society rejects in the in the growing up um, in the 60s and 70s, it was a case of of, of a. a, a a nation that it was sort of it was just out of its sort of colonial past the the empire had pretty much gone by then and and britain was kind of beginning to reinvent itself wasn't really kind of sure of its identity and there was the whole birth of the the 60s and and everything that that was birthed in that time and and so but what was going on in society was this kind of we know historically that it was a very to Malta's time. But, but I know that growing up in that period, that there was a lot of injustice. There was a lot of, you're either in or you're out. You're not, it, it, you're not accepted. And I know that my mum would just be, she would be against any sense of injustice, any sense of someone being held back just because they don't have the right status. That, um, and uh, she would fight the corner absolutely vehemently. But it says in Mark, um, Matthew's Gospel, and we're going to read Matthew 21, and we read the story of the, the person who was who suffered the ultimate rejection of all, and that's Jesus Christ. It, this is Jesus, and he has ridden triumphantly into Jerusalem. He has um, had this magnificent uh, arrival. Um, he's gone through... Um, the temple, and he's also um, he has also had this long discussion uh, with the Pharisees, who tried to entrap him. And the question of Jesus is, who, by what authority, what right have you? That's the question that often comes. We we suffer rejection by people who who don't value you for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing about rejection is that everybody suffers it. At some point, everybody suffers rejection. It can be a physical thing, it can be a social thing, it can be sort of emotion, it can be on a on a very sort of family level, but all rejection hurts the same, regardless of where or why or how. But it says here in, in in Matthew's gospel, in 21, 42, and, and Jesus has just completely flawed the hypocrisy of the Pharisees who who wanted to reject Jesus because he, he didn't fit the profile. He 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 wouldn't play by their rules. He, he wasn't the in crowd. And so um but he was popular and they hated the fact that he was popular, but they just wanted to change it all. And in Matthew twenty one, forty two, Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables and perceived he was speaking to them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. And here we have an understanding that Jesus is speaking about rejection. He's speaking about the rejection of who he is, but he being rejected by the wisdom and the perceived understanding of man, is the one who is building the house of God. and understanding that Jesus Christ, the rejected one, is the king over above all kings. We have to understand this because everyone suffers rejection. If you go through the history of the Bible, Abel was despised and rejected by his brother. But he was the one who was righteous before God and died for his faith. There was Joseph who was despised by his brothers and sold into slavery. But set the nation of Israel on a path of hope and redemption in the midst of a terrible national crisis and then Moses was despised by his own people and rejected by them but became for them their deliverance. We've got to understand that through the history of Bible, there was Jephthah, there was Gideon, there was Ruth and there was David who was perhaps the most famous of all the despised people, the rejected people. The history of the Bible is that every Bible hero that ever became anything first suffered rejection. Yeah first suffered rejection and we got to understand if you understand that you have suffered rejection you got to understand that you will now know what it means to experience the hand of God's elevation because what Christ did upon the cross was in his rejection he was saving humanity and showing a pathway that there where you have been rejected you shall be saved Mm -hmm. Where you have suffered, the failure of your own fears, your own. It says here in one Samuel, chapter seventeen, verse twenty-eight. I want you to see. This, this is. I, I love David's response. He, he David is a teenage boy, and he talks like a teenage boy at this moment. One Samuel seventeen twenty-eight. Now Eliab. David's oldest brother heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab anger was aroused against David and said to him, why do you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. You have come down to see the battle. And David said in that classic, what have I done now? It's <laughs> love it. What have I done now? What's the cause? You know, you've got to understand there doesn't need to be a cause to suffer rejection. Yeah. doesn't need to be a cause. What there does need to be is an understanding of how Christ is going to heal you through. Yeah. David suffered rejection, but he found his hope in Christ. And we've got to understand that in all of the enemy's plans, the enemy seeks to destroy and the enemy seeks to reject the enemy seeks to bring a destruction but what the enemy sought to do God has used as a plan to bring redemption the very means of what the enemy is doing is serving God to bring hope yeah. you've got to understand this see see the enemy comes to destroy us and we experience the pain of that rejection and you know what it's like to experience the pain of rejection, experience the pain of failure. I remember being at school utterly humiliated because my, there was no, our family was creative um, and um, probably dyslexic. Uh, there was a, we just very sort of creative family. Uh, and uh, my brother and I were only saying the other day that both of us were, were pulled out of our, um, uh, um, I think it was maths or English class, um, were pulled out and put into a class for, for kids who really weren't very bright. And and we were just publicly pulled out, yeah, you're, you're no good in here. And it happened to, to um, John's dad, Mike, my brother, um, it, it happened to him, he was pulled out uh, and he was put in this class and he was in the class for, for 45 minutes before they realised that they had wronged him, right <laughs> and uh, it took me three weeks, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I did get out, uh, yeah. I just remember looking around the classroom, going, "What have I done now I mean, what? <laughs> these kids and and but it was the humiliation it's like oh, you're an Upton, you must be thick. You go in the class with the thick kids. And everyone was treated thick. Actually, these kids weren't thick at all um, because they were incredibly inventive and creative and how to do wrong. <laughs> 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 they, 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 they run rings around. Those teachers did not know where they were coming or going. These kids were smart. And they turned out... To be most, some of them turned out to be some of the most successful criminals the local town had ever known. (laughs) That takes brains. They just weren't appreciated. And so what happened was I'm in this class humiliated for no wrong, but I discovered this. In my humiliation and in my rejection, which worked on many different levels. And you will all suffer experience of rejection, humiliation. In this sort of sense of this, is not right. This sense of injustice. But here's the thing. The enemy sought to bring destruction into my life. The enemy sought to take opportunity to break me. God sought opportunity... To break me too. Hmm. The Bible says. Whoever falls on the stone. Shall be broken. Because. Because our humanity. Our. Our human spirit needs to break. Mm -hmm. And not in a breaking that destroys. But in the making. Of something that is precious. You've got to. You've got to break an eggshell to make an omelette, right? You've got to open up the person to bring them out. And what the enemy brings against you, what you have suffered in terms of any issue in your life, what you have suffered, by the hand of the enemy, you can be rest assured that God has seen the injustice of it Knowing what has taken place and is okay with it too. Hello. He's okay with it too. Why? Because he, the rejected one, is building the temple. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The rejected becomes the foundation. You've got to understand me. Your rejection becomes your foundation of leaning in to a new king. Yeah. Humanity wants to build up themselves. We want, to, we want to pursue our own agenda. But the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 127, it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised. God has chosen the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. I love this scripture because it was actually something I was praying through this morning and I was praying over something and I was speaking out over something which doesn't exist and I was declaring as, as if it did exist. And this little thought came into my brain as I'm doing The human thought came into my mind going, if you're saying it does exist but it doesn't exist, are you not kidding yourself? It's a fair question, right, isn't it? Are you not kidding yourself? Well, if I'm talking to myself, I certainly am. (laughs) But I'm not. I'm talking in the presence of God about what God says about who I am and what my life is. And God speaks of those things which are not as though they are. He brings those things which are something and brings them to nothing. Verse 29, and this is what it's for, that no flesh shall glory in His presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification (laughs) and redemption. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And here's this extraordinary shift that takes place in our lives that see God. Has chosen the rejected things. God has chosen those things which are broken by life. To reveal the magnificence of his glory. That no man can say I did this. But all of us can say God did this. And I I I need you to understand there is there is no greater there is no greater moment of liberty in your life when you can look at your life and say, God did this. It is far more liberating than saying you did this. Because if you did it, the burden of responsibility sits on you for it. But the burden of responsibility of my life sits on God because in my breaking, God found me. God spoke over me. God restored me. And he revealed, he revealed his hope in me because he speaks something over you. That doesn't exist now. But it's something that he's promised. He knows the plans that he has prepared for you. The Bible says he knows them. He speaks of things that are, of, that are not yet. And we, we just live in the now. All the time we're just living in the now. James and I was talking about the stock market the other day. And James says to me, this this extraordinary wisdom about the stock market, he goes, the only thing about the stock market you know is the moment now. And further you get away from that now moment, you know less. My mind is going, (laughs) wow! (laughs) And That's the thing, isn't it? But God knows every moment. As we look at our garden... We're looking, we've planted, every year we said we must plant tulips. This last year we planted tulips and now we've got tulips and they're coming up out of the ground. We've got these tulips coming out, but we were speaking out. Now we knew tulips would come because we we planted tulips, but we were saying there are tulips coming up, but there was nothing there. (coughs) But they were coming, they just weren't there. See, God has planted life in you and you might not see it, but it's in you because like a tulip or a bulb or a seed, it is a word of faith that will restore his kingdom in you because that which has been rejected shall become the cornerstone. I want you to see. This, I'm going to finish with this verse. Acts chapter three sixteen. Peter has just healed the um, <coughs> Acts three sixteen. Peter has just healed the the um, cripple at the at um, Gate Beautiful, and this man has been a cripple from birth, and there's uproar, and they can't believe that this could have happened. And Peter says, he says this, And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith that comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. You see, the uproar was this. Here is a man who was a cripple and he fitted into a social boundary that they had you have cripples that's a social life for you. they they make their living by begging that's how it, it worked there was no other they, they, that's what they do and they would throw them a few coins the moment you break that and you cause a man who can't walk to walk it upset the those who we're living life gaining through other people's weaknesses the religious had everything sorted out but god said see that cripple he's going to walk he's going to praise my name he's going to do extraordinary things for me and he eventually goes on and says to them look i don't i don't know what you can say but i know i can walk I know I can walk. We've got to understand this. We may be like spiritual cripples sometimes. Emotional. We suffer all the different things in life. But God says this. He will heal you. He will work his kingdom in you. Because that which was rejected shall become the cornerstone. That which was broken is the guaranteed evidence of what will become whole. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.